0: Hello, welcome to Story Time. Today's episode, Gumbas.
1: I was telling Richard that like this is like a story I've had that I've just—it's too long for stand-up and it's yeah. like you know, like I, I don't know what to do with it. So this is perfect. That's perfect. Yeah.
0: I, I will, I will do something with it. Is it a story you find yourself telling a lot?
2: Oh no, no, I've, I've never told it. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to remember it. <laughs>
0: Do you think about it a lot? Um, yeah. Joe Mandy is a writer, actor, and stand-up comedian.
1: Kylie and I met in college, actually. Kylie Augustine saves puppies. I
0: work at the ASPCA.
1: That's amazing! She's been with me since I was doing open mics in Boston, and so, like, she put her time in seeing, like, just the worst shit. Those early years, being with a comedian is really uh, difficult because you are so committed and going out every night and you have to be like fully delusional.
2: I wouldn't say I'm like a stand up comedy fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where we pick up our story, they've been dating a little while. Our
2: schedules are just so different and we really don't get a lot of time away.
0: They deserved a
1: vacation. They booked their tickets for 10 days in spain this vacation was very much like we don't see a lot of each other even though we live with each other let's like do this fun european experience where we're we're around each other more than we've ever been (laughs) finally getting a great dose of one another exactly yeah (laughs) what could possibly go wrong
0: What was your kind of diagnosis of comedians when you were around them for the first time? I could
2: definitely tell there was some, like, processing of emotions and feelings going on, and that was sort of the outlet to do that in.
0: I would say if you are a comedian, you probably have some trouble processing your emotions properly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The fact that we were able to come away with this Uh, knowing it was a, uh, a funny story, I think says a lot, you know? Yes,
0: (laughs) but you did start going to therapy afterwards. Yeah. This is a romantic episode of Storytime, although it might not seem like it. This is a story about true love. And just so you know going into this we interviewed joe and kylie separately on two separate occasions so we had both of their completely unfettered perspectives on this story let's get started the vacation
1: got off to a fantastic start so we spent the first Four or five days in Madrid.
2: Madrid was great.
1: Did Madrid up, like, museums and churros and tapas. It's lovely office. there. Yes. We're having such a fun time. The second part of the trip, even more special. We are going to drive down to uh, the Costa del Sol, like, uh, you know, on the Mediterranean coast. So we were going to, like, you know, do Madrid up and then, like, spend some days on the beach. Uh, Malaga, I believe. Malaga. Actually, it's more, I think, uh, Malaga. Joe is not a fantastic Spanish speaker. You know, we were trying to rely heavily on the fact that she spoke Spanish, like she Ooh. took Spanish in high school. Yeah.
2: I was in honor Spanish in high school. So
1: Kylie's on
0: Spanish duty, and
1: it falls on Joe to drive the car. We had this rental car, and it's a, a Spanish car called a seat.
2: I remember that car well, yes.
1: How do you, like, c- Spell seat? Spell like like oh, S-E-A-T? Yeah. I mean, that was making me laugh because I was like, you can't just name a car after a part of a car. After a know? part of the car. <laughs>
0: the Honda wheel. Right. Here's my, uh,
1: yeah, Kia turn signal. <laughs> it was just sort of like a low-end European rental car, kind of a piece of shit. And uh, it was manual transmission.
2: I don't drive stick. Yeah. I never learned.
1: I knew how to drive one, but it had been a while so we so we got the seat we sat down in the seats of the seats it
0: was time to hit the road for a day-long romantic road trip through an exotic land
1: our day of travel from madrid to malaga is still to this day what kylie considers the worst day of her life
0: the worst day of her life Oh no! story time Story time, yeah.
1: So from Madrid to Malaga, I believe it's like a five, maybe six hour drive, right? And right in the middle, the midpoint is a city called Cordoba. So we were like, okay, we'll stop in Cordoba, get lunch, get back on the road, and uh, get to our like fancy resort hotel. We get to Cordoba, right, like we thought we would at lunchtime, and everything's closed. Like, legit, like, every restaurant, every, like, brunch spot is um, not in operation. During the day, there's there's siestas. That has is,
0: been, like, culturally instituted. It's yeah. like, well, we wake up, drink yep. wine, work for three hours, and then take a long nap. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if you need something, fucking figure it out. Go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This town is closed. Yeah.
0: But that afternoon, Joe and Kylie were in luck.
2: We finally found this restaurant that was open that had like two people at it.
0: Sitting on a cobblestone street under one of those umbrellas. You know, the romance of Spain.
1: And uh, we're looking at the menu and everything's in Spanish and we don't understand what anything is so
2: I do speak a little Spanish, but there were many years uh, in between high school and that trip.
1: (laughs) And it became very clear that she was out of practice and everyone in Spain speaks much faster than like high school. So like we really weren't speaking much Spanish to people and just like just a pure American tourist just expecting people to speak English. And it, it was working out fine in Madrid. We're looking at the menu and Kylie finally like asks The waiter in Spanish, like, what do you recommend? Like, what's good here? And he goes, Gombas. Gombas, great. And she's like, Great, we'll get one large gambas, por favor.
2: Let's get gambas and Coca-Cola. But he
1: said he was gonna make us like (laughs) a special plate of gambas. Ooh. (laughs) A very special plate of Whoa, what was it called? He leaves, and I'm like, what are Gambas? And she's like, I don't know, I forget. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the gambas, a, bit, a, ste- a steaming plate of gambas arrived. <laughs> and we learned that gambas are like prawns, like giant like prawns.
2: fully formed shrimp, just like legs, tentacles, shells. And we don't eat shrimp. At the time, we were like not shrimp eaters. And so we were like, holy shit, What do, what do we do?
1: And uh, he lays them down. She's like, thank you so much. She's looked great. And as he walks away, she's like, I'm not eating that.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Great. I'm not. There's no way. (laughs) Joe had his work cut out for him.
1: I'm struggling to like make a dent in the gambas. Gilt
0: gumbas. They've become guilt
1: gums. Yes. 1, <laughs> guilt and they're like they're just steamed. Like there's nothing special about them. It's just like kind of slimy and steamy. And I I you know, in two thousand nine wasn't like super proficient in gumbas eating. So like I didn't know I didn't know how to rip off the heads or the legs. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like it was a travesty what I was doing to this plate of gombass and I was like getting nothing out of it. Kylie in the meantime she was like, he made this special like I it'll be rude. So I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to not
0: eat and you're going to eat them and I could eat nothing. <laughs> so the gambas were did not work out.
2: No. And so we had, basically had Coca-Cola for lunch.
0: What everyone pictures when they picture a Spanish Mediterranean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was delicious.
0: Joe choked down those little gambas, and it was time to hit the road.
1: I'm just like, let's get to the beach hotel early. You know, we can sit on the beach for a couple hours and then treat ourselves to, like, a huge romantic non gambas dinner, right? And she's like, that sounds perfect. Let's do that. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, if I'm going to get back on the road, I need a coffee. Hopefully we can find, like, a coffee place. So into the... GPS thing. I type in coffee and there's a place around the corner from where we are, like less than a kilometer away. There's a open coffee shop. (laughs) Joe threw the seat into first and cruised on out of there.
2: So at this point he went, he took a turn which we thought was going around the block to find parking. And that's when we entered the walled city. (laughs)
1: the walled ancient city of Cordoba. So we like enter like a medieval gate. And nothing was ever the same.
2: No.
0: (laughs) Joe was sluggish from the gumbas, a bad taste in his mouth. Knowing he had a long drive ahead of him, he wanted his coffee. But the longstanding cultural traditions of Spain had other plans
1: and we get to where this coffee shop supposedly is it's closed and we're like of course why would we expect this place to be open um and i'm like okay i don't need coffee let's just get let's just get some all get the fuck out of here joe
0: threw the seat into reverse
1: something wasn't right this particular seat this particular seat really had a hard time really had a hard time Going in reverse. Going in reverse.
2: He had so much trouble putting it in reverse. I didn't know how to say, maybe you should do it this way, maybe you should do it that way. But like, I sort of knew he was doing something wrong, because (laughs) going in reverse cannot be that hard.
1: I would stall out every time. It was you know, very annoying, but it was also like, well, you know, how many times we're going to go in reverse and in this seat, like, whatever.
2: say walled city i mean i feel like it was probably like a new york city square block yeah. but with like twenty way streets inside of it as we were trying to navigate through we saw that like some streets were blocked off with like cones or whatever
1: yeah we follow the gps and it has a s- Navigate these incredibly narrow, claustrophobic streets of this ancient walled city. And
2: we're like, where are we? What did we do? And we get to this courtyard.
1: We get to the other like medieval gate. But it's
2: a dead end.
1: And it's blocked by like two giant like metal pillars.
2: So Joe is like, bullshit, we're a dead end, you know? (laughs) And so this is where the reverse comes in. push down and then do something. So he's like jamming it down and like reversing was like very hard for him.
0: In this particular seat.
1: I try to like turn around and I have to go in reverse for that, the car stalls out, it's like, fuck. And so we go like a different way. We like cut through the middle of the city back towards where we began which is the other gate, but I had forgotten that that it's one-way traffic. You can only come in through there.
2: We kept getting blocked.
1: And then even if I wanted to do a psycho move and like drive the wrong way out of the city, that wasn't an option because in the 20 or so minutes we had been in the city, They had blocked that entrance (laughs) (laughs) for some kind of parade that was gonna happen later in the day. This went
0: on and on.
1: Each time we like made a revolution, more and more streets were becoming closed for (laughs) this upcoming parade. I'm not exaggerating. I think we made the same series of turns 150 times like
2: we just kept going around in circles.
1: There was no way out.
0: I'm picturing this like I play when you play Pac-Man and the ghosts are just getting closer and you right. and you're you're, right. you're cornering yourself.
1: Yes, and <laughs> it is that. And so like each time we end up back at that original blocked gate and each time we get there and there are children playing soccer in the middle of the street in front of the metal pillars, and we have to do, you know, an eight-point turn to get back on the street, which means I'm stalling out eight times. Every time I go <laughs> in reverse, the car stops. And I have to, like, start the car over. So every time that happening, like, the kids playing soccer stop and stare at us. Were you good at driving this time, like, uh, in general? Did you have yeah, a lot of experience? I, Yes, Yes, that's what was frustrating was that, like, <laughs> like it really was not fully my fault that it was stalling it was just like this is a (laughs) shitty car it has trouble going in reverse
0: i consider myself to be a pretty good driver my father was actually a driving instructor i had one of those cars with two steering wheels in it for a very big chunk of my childhood and it would be frustrating to go to another country be given a car that does not reverse particularly well and then get trapped in a walled city where you are called to use that one function over and over and over again it would maybe make you start to crack a little bit
1: so every time we turn around we're also disrupting these kids soccer game because like we're like kind of blocking the field as it were you know
0: which in a european country is a big deal
1: Yes, no, they were annoyed with us. It would be very frustrating,
0: and I think it would leave you starting to look for ways to cope with the situation.
1: As we're driving, I'm trying to like keep the spirits up a bit, and I'm like doing a bit where I'm like, I think we live here now. like i think we like i think we can't leave i was like there's worse places to live i mean this is beautiful what's spanish for open house you know that kind of thing like let's just like let's buy a place and um and during this time
2: joe's uh joe's
1: The bit started becoming really dark where i was like this car's gonna run out of gas and i'm gonna commit murder suicide like we're we're both gonna die in this fucking city like like we're dead we're we're ghosts we're dead i'm going to kill you i'm gonna kill myself and you know every time the car would stall out when we would get to the gate and i would have to turn around you know i started doing that thing where i was like punching the steering wheel i was just like like just full meltdown mode and like you know, and it starts to like enter the picture, like like I'm going so psycho that I was like, she knows I'm a comedian, but like there's only so many times like you can tell a person in a half-jokey way, like I'm gonna kill you and kill myself. Like I... <laughs> <laughs> it starts to not be a joke anymore.
2: <laughs> he easily gets upset. Um, His rage was like off the charts. I mean, he says two hours, I believe him in the moment for me when, when Joe is at that level, I'm, I'm like zenned out. And I'm like, we're going to get through this. We're going to be totally fine. If there's a way in, there's a way out. These people haven't been trapped in here their whole lives. So we get we're at a point in the court courtyard again, and Joe's, like, you know, flailing and screaming in the car. I can't quite remember what made me realize, like, oh, I have to do something. Like, I have to I have to ask someone right now. We have to get out of here. <laughs> there may have been screaming. Um, there was a man who was walking past our car, so I just rolled down the window and asked him, like, excuse me, where's the exit?
1: She got like four words in,
2: and he was like,
1: "What?" This man gets beat red, and
2: then he just started like yelling at the boys who were playing soccer,
1: yelling at the kids playing soccer, in sp. And I'm like, "What is he saying?" She's like, "I don't know. It's too fast." Like, but she's like, he's like, just like berating these children, like, gidpower.
2: "And we we're like, what's happening?"
1: And they stop their <laughs> soccer game, and one kid goes up to a box and, like, lifts a thing and presses a button.
2: There was, like, a pole in the street, and they pressed a button that was on the pole.
1: And the metal poles go down into the ground. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, they just, like, descend into the cobblestones, and they, like, part for us to, like, drive...
2: Like, on a normal day, seeing that would be like, whoa,
1: space crazy, you know? Cool.
2: (laughs) But we were like, what just happened? And Joe started cracking up.
1: So, like, for, for two hours, they saw us turning around, and, like, none of them were like, oh, we should hit the button that the unmarked button that makes the metal poles. <laughs> that
0: everyone in town
1: knows about that makes the metal poles go down. And like we get out of the city. So then I start I, I start cracking up. Like I have to pull over cause I'm like cracking up. And then I'm like, why the fuck, how the fuck should we have known that there's a button that makes the poles go down? So I'm like cracking up.
2: And I just start hysterically crying. I'm just like weeping. And he's laughing at, he's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, well, (laughs) I contained it for two hours and here it comes out.
1: I was just like, you have to find some humor in what just happened. She was like, I don't, that was, that was awful. You were really scary. I hated every minute of that.
2: He's like, all right, well, should we look for coffee? And I'm like, no, get me the fuck out of (laughs) here.
1: Story time.
0: Story time, yeah.
2: I think it was pretty much quiet after that, yeah.
1: We get back on the road and it's three hours of silence, of just like tense. Like, it's just like, okay, let's just get to the hotel, right? Three
0: hours of driving in total silence during which time, thankfully the reverse gear was not needed. Finally,
1: our young couple arrives in Marvella, Malaga, Spain. We envision like, you know, this like beautiful like Mediterranean area, <laughs> when in reality, that part of Spain is actually like England's Florida. England's Florida. If that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was also the
2: off season, so it was freezing. I mean, the resort was very much catered to, like, British tourists.
1: And we asked the person at the hotel, like, we are so hungry, we haven't eaten all day. Uh, Is there, like, is there a restaurant you recommend? (laughs) And the guy's like, oh, all the restaurants are closed now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're not going to find anything in town. Like, the restaurants are closed. We're like, okay, what do we do? And he was like, well, you can eat here at the restaurant, at the hotel, the pub is open. And we're like, yeah, I guess we'll do that. <laughs> we go down to the restaurant and the hotel and there's a Manchester United game on. And we're just like in a <laughs> shitty, elderly British soccer <laughs> hooligan bar, right? <laughs>
0: A perfect beach resort. To have <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what you picture when you picture a beautiful Mediterranean beach There's resort. There's literally just like
1: TVs on and like framed soccer jerseys and shit. It's just like oh fuck. So we order spaghetti with red sauce because that's like the only thing that when in Spain (laughs) Right? right and then we like order like two pints of beer or whatever and we're just like and she's just like so miserable and the food comes and it straight up tastes like chicken soup it tastes like chicken soup and I
2: can't understand why and it's like again I'm on the verge of tears I'm like this just can't can't get any worse.
1: <laughs> so we're like choking down this chicken soup spaghetti
0: <laughs> in the British pub in, in Spain. In the British pub in Spain.
1: And behind us is a group of like 60 year old Brits playing on a snooker table. Um, I can't do accents, but in like a thick British accent, he's like, Oi! The snooker table's the same color as the Spanish flag, isn't it? Right? And I burst, I just start cracking up, and Kylie starts cracking up. And then I look at Kylie and I go, The snooker table's the same color as the Spanish flag, isn't it? And Kylie goes, what the fuck are you saying? I thought he was just laughing at, like,
2: the absurdity of the day. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, wait, what are you laughing at? And I was like, I'm just sad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were just laughing because you were sad. Yeah,
1: right. That normal response. <laughs> so then we just, like, go back to kind of, like, eating in silence, and the, the food is, like, so terrible that I go to the table over and I grab the, like, salt shaker and I start pouring salt on the pasta... And then she looks at me and she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm putting salt on it. And she goes,
2: does salt make it better? And he was
1: like, what? What do you mean does salt make it better? And I was like, have you never had salt before? (laughs) And she takes it and starts pouring salt on her pasta as eats it. And she's like,
2: yeah, it does kind of taste better. (laughs)
1: So anyway, in my, my version of the story, I consider this to be the story of Kylie learning how salt works.
2: I learned about salt that day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it did? Just me saltier?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get why you would think that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> now I know what you're probably thinking. Fuck you, Seth. You said this was a romantic episode of Storytime, and what I just heard was a couple that could not sound less like they are in sync, that do not sound like they are on the same page. How dare you imply that that is romance? You're a piece of shit. Well, I got news for you. I'm not a piece of shit. Listen to how they describe this. And keep in mind, we did these interviews completely separate, days apart, the other having no idea what the other was saying.
1: The food comes. And it straight up tastes like chicken soup. It tastes like chicken soup. And this. England's Florida.
2: It's very much like England's Florida.
1: And this. I consider this to be the story of Kylie learning how salt works.
2: I learned about salt that day.
0: In fact, when I asked each of them in their separate interviews, on separate days, without either of them talking to each other, if they could think of one image that would summarize this entire experience for them. If there's one image in your head you have um, from the <laughs> when, when if there's what, one what image it, in your head you have what is it? <laughs> out of all the things that happened, out of all the things in the world. Here's what they both said. The gambas.
2: What sticks out to me is that plate of gambas
0: that kind of started it all. <laughs> I, I, well, I asked Joe and he had the exact same answer. He did? <laughs> you two are bizarrely in sync with one another. You use the same words and phrases.
2: Oh, that's so funny.
0: It sounds like a story that you have both told together many, 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 many times. No. Storytime with Seth Rogen is an Earwolf production, produced, edited, and sound designed by Richard Parks III. Our executive producer is Frida Perez. Additional production by Josh Richmond, Renee Colvert, Jared O'Connell, Marcus Holm, and Marina Paiz. With special thanks to Amelia Chapelo. Our artwork is by Robin Richardson. The theme music is by Andy Kristen's daughter. I'm Seth Rogen.